Dude, I'm still not getting audio. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's so weird. There we go. Okay, the test on audio is working, bro. When we figure this, just one, one or two things out. Uh, I can't hear you. Give me one second. I can't hear you. We cannot hear you if you can hear me. There we go. Can you hear me now? I can hear you just fine. Yeah, motherfucker. Hi, How you doing? <laughs> Everybody, this is Michael Robson. It's a pleasure to meet you, sir. Um, yes. me, and you are, me and you are mutual friends through uh, Mr. Lobliner and yes. mutual Twitter friends. So if you're and if you're not following me on Twitter, by the way, follow, please follow with MF and COO. Please do follow Mr. Robinson. Uh, you you find like I, I I find your content super interesting. One because I think you're an amazing family man, and two, I love monkeys. So oh. <laughs> and I mean I for people in the chat that are wondering what that means. Uh, can you tell, you know, just go through your, cause your story is so fucking interesting. I read our, it is, it, it is right. Like, I, you know, people, when people ask me, what do you do? I like, I don't have an answer for anybody, man. So start at the beginning <laughs> and let these people. Okay. Go. So, I mean, look, I'm, I'm Southern born and raised. I'm about as Southern as they come. So, uh, you know, just a, just a country kid from Tennessee, um, born and raised. I'm a preacher's kid. Um, so Southern Baptist preachers kid at that. So that'll give you an idea of kind of my, my upbringing background, maybe, po you know, politics, you know, conservative as a whole. Um, <clears throat> anyway, grew up, I was a pastor for a while, uh, pastored one of the largest churches in the United States. Uh, but also was, so you were, you were, you were a mega church pastor. Yes. Yes. Wow. So yes, thousands upon thousands. I was on TV every week, that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, at that, I guess you would call it this somewhat of the celebrity pastor realm. Mm -hmm. I don't know. That's a, that's kind of the inside term. So we were in that, I was in that space, but I was also an entrepreneur on retail jewelry stores, uh, in different parts of the country, um, worked in tech, worked in a number of different industries, um, and then just an entrepreneur, honestly, even the pastor thing is like an entrepreneur, right? Building a nonprofit, building a community, building uh, all the different things that we did. So uh, an entrepreneur just by natural bent, what I love doing, um, you know, I was, I was married for 18 years, uh, have an ex-wife. Uh, she and I have a lot of kids together. So we have three. Bottles. A lot of kids together. Well, yeah, we have three biological and four adopted. Uh, and so, you know, part of part of the crazy part of my story that always puts me in this weird middle uh, is that because I grew up in a, you know, conservative Southern Baptist religious uh, upbringing, uh, you know, the idea of being gay was obviously a big no, no, um, mm -hmm. you know, lived through, went through conversion therapy, all those sorts of things. Um, and then finally, I think, you know, like any of us, we kind of wake up at some point in life and go you know, maybe I should start questioning some things. Maybe I should start looking a little deeper at life. Mm -hmm. And uh, my ex and I, you know, we not without crisis, uh, went through decoupling, went through uh, great, you know, great deal of counseling, all that kind of stuff. Anyway, long story short, we are divorced. I am remarried. I have a husband 
who is absolutely amazing, who happens to also be a preacher's kid. <laughs> so that's, uh, you know, two preacher's kids. But uh, since that time, uh, you know, over the last few years, I've worked as a consultant for, you know, Fortune 100, 500 companies uh, around the world. And uh, my passion, though, is working with wildlife and animals. And so when the pandemic hit, uh, my general consulting world kind of came to a screeching halt. And I went, you know what, if there's any time uh, better in the world for me to just jump into doing what I love doing, I'm going to do this. So, you know, today we care for hundreds of animals across multiple sanctuary properties. I have animals that live right here in my home. And, uh, and so, yes, they, they kind of know me. I, I get the nickname now, especially around a lot of social media as the monkey King, not the tiger King, but the monkey King, uh, you know, with my hands and everything. So it is, it is a very diverse background, um, you know, and, and mix in there Alan, that, you know, I spent time as a, a staff writer for Tim pool over at Tim cast uh, with the gateway pundit, uh, which is how I connected with Mark and a lot of folks that, uh, you know, I'm in the circle with and, and love it. So crazy story, a lot of background. <laughs> that, is, that is pretty, pretty amazing. And you said seven children, you have three biological, two adopted and two, uh, two through uh, foster care and two yeah. through foster. And I mean, anybody that watches my channel knows that I think that like being a parent is the pinnacle of what you can do in society. Like it's, it is the, it is the most important job. Uh, yeah. Being a father is absolutely the most important job a man can have yeah. just as well as being a mother. Um, and I just really, uh, I absolutely just kind of fell in love with how much you uh, like put family forward and stuff like that. And I yeah. just thought it would be such an interesting because first of all, your, your your story is just outrageous, and you're, I mean, you're a great guy. Like I love your content and stuff like that. But I thought it would be interesting, like get your concept on a few things because you've seen yeah. like, and how old are you, how old are you about? Well, I mean, you know, I'm still young, I guess. I'm 43. Yeah. So, okay, so young, young enough, right? Young enough. I'm I'm old yeah. enough to not be a kid anymore. I'm 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 young enough not to be the old man yet. I'm I'm in that weird middle. I got you by almost ten years. There you know you know go. I mean? So I remember because you 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 brought up Southern Baptist, and this is probably gonna people people are like probably people are probably like oh shit because everybody knows like everybody in my chat knows I'm an atheist and I have an ex preacher on, but like I remember like I because I lived in Myrtle Beach. Uh, yeah. South Carolina for a long time, the Bible Belt, like, oh, like yes. the Bible Belt, very Bible much Bible. so the Bible Belt. And I had been, I pretty much been, you know, considered myself an atheist since I was like 16 years old. The, the summer when I was 16, I read the Bible pretty much cover to cover. Yeah. And I was like, well, I have questions until I have, you know, until I have answers. Now, don't get me wrong. Everybody also knows that I really feel that religion is very important for some people yeah. and, uh, and some people should like, I think that like, there's a very clear outlining that some people should have some sort of religion, like, I think there's a huge difference between people like me who are atheists because I question everything. Like yeah. I, I'm an, I'm an atheist that hopes like, yeah, absolutely. I hope that there's a heaven <laughs> because like, I mean, like I, I, nothing would make me happier than like to, you know, my idea of heaven, I'm sitting on a cruise ship, a cold bucket of beer that, that isn't bad for me. It's actually healthy beer. You know, yeah. my wife and her, my wife and her best bikini sitting on my lap, you know, like yes. having a good time. Like, of course yeah. I went that heaven. You know, Absolutely. like, uh, but I just like, I question everything, but the new kind of wave of like, uh, like the, I don't even call them atheists. They're like anti-theists because yes. my thing about an atheist is very, it's almost like a very kind of libertarian. It's just not tied to religion, right? It's more yeah, of just say, Hey, I'm out here. The, right. There's a universe. There's a, th there's something out there. Maybe I don't understand it. Maybe I don't even care, but it's, it's not. My, my, it, it, I, I definitely even can get back to like where it could just be nature. Like, I mean, like, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. like the natural, the natural order of the universe could be considered godly to me. You right. know what I mean? 
Like, and nature you know, has it's interesting, been- Alan, because one of the, you know, the very last mega church that I served as the pastor for, they got rid of me. Like they fired me. Um, and it's because I started was allowing it, people to, to ask questions, right? Was it, because was it the gay thing or? anything in anything we do, we need to have the right to ask questions, right? Yeah. So we need to be able to why why this or that doesn't make sense, or you know, and, and one of the things that they really hated about it is I would tell people all the time, because even in even in the Bible, right? And and mm-hmm. if you've read it, it's an interesting yeah. thing to read because there's there are and and so the the staunch Christians. And I, I doubt you have staunch Christians that are completely watching this. But if there is one, that they, they will question things. Like when I say something like, "Hey, there are contradictory statements or things that don't necessarily add up," when you read that book, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, but one of the things that's in there that really flies in the face of what the what we term in America anyway is the evangelical Christianity or Christian nationalism, all those things that have kind of taken a rise over these last three or four years in America. It's, it's interesting because there's there's scripture or, or verses in the Bible that say, hey, that like all of nature is kind of points towards a higher power, essentially. Yeah. Right there. So I used to say all the time, like regardless of where you come from, and I spent a lot of time uh, spent 11 months total, like traveling, studying, doing a lot of like theological deep dive in the Holy Land. Right. And just a lot of time in Israel in, in those roots, hitting Turkey, places like that. And it's interesting because when you talk to a Muslim, when you talk to a Jew, when you talk to a Catholic, when you talk to a Christian, when you talk to an Armenian or Greek Orthodox, wherever it comes from. And I studied under all of these leaders for a while. What I found is kind of like the uh, Death Star in uh, in Star Wars. It's that thousand points of light that when it's focused, like, mm-hmm. and this is kind of true about just humanity in general, right? We all come from a different angle, a different perspective, right. a different concept, a different set of realities. But when we kind of focus in unity towards one direction, which is moving humanity forward or moving, mm-hmm. moving, you know, the core of who we are forward, there's a lot of power in that. So, you know, you, you take the Death Star, all those thousand points of light, it's coming out of that one spot into that one beam blows up planets right like we're capable of huge things when we actually stop for a minute go hey maybe we're just part of that thousand points of light regardless of the background we come from and we get to be a part of something bigger when we start to kind of work in unity together i think that's a pretty interesting concept i mean i i find religions because you know how it goes like like for most atheists when like i because i was roman catholic until 16 yeah like you know and it was like, I, I grew up in Pittsburgh. It's not a, you, you don't question it. Like, that's all like, you, listen, yeah. that's exactly it. But like, um, I remember, cause this is, again, this is like 10 years before you. And this is old, this is old timey immigrant like yeah. neighborhoods. Like, yeah. you know, like in yeah. Pittsburgh, if you ever, if you're in Pittsburgh, it, it's not this way anymore. Cause it's much more, it's much more corporatized. Right. But the cool part about growing up in Pittsburgh when I grew up was like, you could be on the South side and eat great Italian and this and that, like, like, yeah. you know, uh, you could go over to the east side and eat incredible Polish food, everything like that. Like it was a mix, you know, yeah. a nice little interesting melting pot, yeah. right? So we kind of like had different diverse backgrounds, everything like that. But everybody was pretty much Catholic, right? Right. Well, when you start to question, I started reading about other religions and everything like that, and it just the 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 parallels. So you know, like it, it was interesting when you even look at like uh, the the biblical religion, like our biblical religion. Mm-hmm. There's God, there is the sons of gods, which are considered angels, or even called sons right. of gods multiple times in the Bible. And then there's the demigods, which are the Nephilim and the lesser right. god. And then there's the lesser, yeah. lesser gods. And people, it amazes me how 
people don't see the parallels with like Roman mythology and Egyptian myth. Like there's like the main God, there's right. like the children of that God who are normally more powerful. And then there's the lesser gods. And then you even have the demigods, which are the offspring. So it's like, yeah. I, I see it as kind of the same story. And to me, what, what I find amazing, people say, I oftentimes say that to invalidate it. Whereas I'm more along the lines of, why wouldn't we open our mind to the concept that this is actually the same type of religion just broadcast in this area of the world where these people right. develop versus the other one? Right. Like I, I often find that my, my, my wife and I talk because both, but we're both atheists. But we oftentimes mm -hmm. talk about like the science thing with with, uh, with 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 Christianity. Like, just say God fucking made it that way. Right. <laughs> like, like, why, right. like your message, your messaging would be so much easier if you just like make like. God made science this way. He made the laws of physics. He made like yeah. just fucking incorporate. It would be so easy to incorporate, and they yeah. just are so resistant to it because it needs to be this divine intervention. When they well, it's got to like fit within a context. And and this right. is interesting. I think what was mind blowing to me, and I said this a lot, like a lot of pastors, especially the mega church world that I came out mm -hmm. of, you know, they make their pilgrimage to the Holy Land, which a lot of religious people do, right? Because it's mm -hmm. really kind of the origin of civilization for the most part. Although right. I challenge that because my daughter's from Ethiopia. Spent a lot of time in Ethiopia, and I think there's, you know, perspective of, of, of human history is, is a really interesting thing to look at. But, you know, when you look at these different histories, oral traditions, when you look at the written tradition, when you look at the cultural traditions, and, and you're exactly right, there's so many parallels that occur right. between religions, between cultures, between mythologies, you know, all of these different ideas. And, you know, I mean, those famous stories in Christianity, Noah's Ark, you know, God destroys the world with the flood, this guy builds a big boat, so many people survive two kinds of every animal yada 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 the whole night right. but it's interesting because there are so many other cultures that have that same story but it's yep. not noah and it's not the jehovah god that the jewish tradition passed down so it's interesting to go hey we may actually and this is this is what's so hard about humanity we may actually not know and we're not necessarily supposed to know because we're so far removed from whatever that was and wherever right. it came from and we've come so far like we can use that as principles, but if we're just trying to dig up fossils of origin, mm -hmm. what, what good does that do? Like, what good does it do? I mean, are we playing Jurassic Park here? Are we trying to extract the DNA and bring things back to life? Well, I guarantee, I guarantee they're doing that. Oh, there's no question. I mean, we play God all the time, right? I mean, look at the world around us. I, I just say, like, <laughs> it, it's just so funny to me because all those years I spent as a pastor, I was the guy that was at first quietly asking the questions, right? <clears throat> and, and this has really been a principle my whole life. Like, I want to know why, but I also accept the fact that there's some level of, we may never actually have an answer. So right. there's some beauty in this, like not knowing that allows me the freedom to be wrong. It allows me the, the freedom to feel right at times right. as I get smarter. But it, but what it does is it takes a box off of my life and right. allows me to listen. It allows me to build relationship. It allows me to move in freely through throughout spaces with people and culture and events throughout history with a lot more, I guess, without without a lot of weight, you know. Um, I call it, it, I call it the, I call it the step back. OK, yeah. so what, what you what you basically done is you were you were involved in it. So there is the 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 flow of information that is in, involved in it. Right. There's an actual like the actual flow is also information. You just don't see that when you're in it. You just right. feel the flow. Right. That's right. When you're able to take a step back, you're able to look at the flow as well as the information and be like, OK, 
Right. Are we using like because and this is no this is no doubt and everybody knows that I, I I think this way. Religion is both the most savage evil weapon that could possibly be used and probably the like one of the best things we need in our yeah. society. Yeah. Like I, I think we're at a stage right now where it's very clear that some people that don't have religion in their life fucking need it. Like oh. and, and and I am atheist as atheist can fucking get. Bro, like, it's, I mean, faith. it's not even about religion, right? It's just a faith in something. Like we need a faith yeah. in humanity. We need a faith in relationships. We need a faith in something, right? Yeah. To anchor, yeah. we need an anchor. If we don't yeah. have an anchor, you know, again, it, it's just well nautical things, right? And so, yeah. if we don't have an anchor to something, and your anchor, we we may not agree on what that anchor should be or could be, right? Uh -huh. But uh -huh. you have an anchor, so you have like a true north. So you've at least got a point of navigation to go. Hey, if all else fails, I can go back home. You know, I've got kind of a place to go back to if I need to. And I well, can start from there. I, I wanted to get your opinion on this because, you know, when I, when I was first, like, when I was, when I first, I was an atheist until I was 16, but when I yeah. lived in, deep, in the deep South, yeah, when my mid 20s, I will never forget this, right? I was at a block party and I don't socialize yeah. much. I'm super socially awkward. When you meet me, like, when we finally meet in person, you'll understand. Because while I'm good on camera, the ADHD is a lot in person. Like you've met Mark. <laughs> I totally get it. You, I'm, I'm probably a lot the same. <laughs> you, you've met Mark. You've met Mark. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll just explain. Yeah. It's, a, it's, a lot, it's a lot to take in all at once, right? Yeah. But So I'm trying to make conversation. And my entire block, we lived on a cul-de-sac. My entire block is there. There's fucking amazing barbecue. I mean, I'm, yeah. in, I'm in the deep south, right? Amazing barbecue. And this is like in like, you know, 2001. Yeah. Right? Something like that, right? or even even a little earlier i can't even remember but so they asked me which church i went to because like that's like there there's two churches that everybody went to on the on the street and there's like I, like there's the baptist one there's a there's a baptist down the oh, road yeah, baptist and baptist. And a methodist church in the south and a methodist yeah 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 and um and i was like well i don't go i'm I, in there they're like well you haven't found one yet you should come to sunday blah blah, blah. i was like well I, re I don't go to church i'm an atheist and i shit you not you like out before everybody at no, that event, bro. They, they just all stopped talking to me like uh -huh. instantaneously. Like all of a sudden, I was no, but but I started collecting really, really, really good kitchen knives and buck knives, like because yes. they would stick Bible passages to my door with a knife. I would come home from work and they would literally have a, there would be a Bible passage stuck to my door with a knife. And I'm like, yeah, the fuck, you know? So, of bro, course, it's, that, that, it's that, wild. That, it, yeah. It's so wild because I, you know, it's interesting because my husband's from the Midwest, okay? Yeah. But he's a preacher's kid, but it's Midwest, right. and it's a very different culture. He's from Illinois. Right. Uh, but when, you know, like when he graduated college and left, he went to New York City, then he went to L.A., like, you know, places where the religious culture is not part of the fabric of society, right? right? right. And so when he, when he and I met, uh, it's been five years ago, he moved to the Nashville area here. You know, it was interesting because he had to learn a lot of things like we don't have blue laws here in Tennessee anymore. So I mean, like they sell alcohol seven days a week, you know, and yeah. stuff, except on Easter. On Easter, you cannot go to the grocery store or anywhere and buy any type of liquor. So, but I remember it was Easter Sunday, like not going to church. We got nothing to do. We're going to make an Easter dinner. We want to go get a bottle of wine, you know, have dinner. Can't get a bottle of wine. And I remember walking out of the store. He's like, what the fuck is wrong with these people? I was like, bro, you're in the deep <laughs> Like, yeah. you go to hell for buying a bottle of wine on Easter. Oh, you know, no. that's the literal belief. But, you know, it's interesting because even in my family, um, being, I mean, I'm talking, like, when I say we're, like, deeply tied in the religious world, like, we're talking, like, like holiday events with Billy Graham. 
Like that's the people that my family ran with. We're talking the, the yeah. upper echelon elite of the religious who's who. Okay. And I was scared to death of, you know, coming out, having a husband, bringing him home the whole nine. <clears throat> and again, I'm from the deep South. My husband's black, but we'd already bro broached the whole race thing of the South because half my kids are not white. So we're well past that. I wasn't stressed about that, but like, I was even worried, like with my grandparents, for instance, the culture. Uh, yep. South, like, what is, is my grandmother going to talk? Like, are my grandparents going to talk to me? Are they going to cut me off? Like, what's going to happen mm -hmm. here? They've never said a word. They've awesome. never had a problem with me having a husband, you know. But I will tell you something: if my grandmother saw me buy a bottle of wine on a Sunday, she'd cut me off. Yeah. Like, she'd it's so dead. so much of that culture, right? Of where do you go to church? How often do you go to church? Are you there on Sundays, Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays? You know, are you part mm -hmm. of the fabric? And and like you probably experienced and this is true listen we could think about this on political ideological cults that oh yeah so you and i spent a whole lot of time commenting on uh as a recent but like there's so much of this ideology that people are so easy to spit out but it's mm. not actually a practiced reality of their yeah. lives right yeah. and so it is it's beautiful to stay on the soapbox like oh i'm, I'm this righteous high and mighty religious person but you know i, I i'll give you a good example years ago i started a church in texas and this group of hyper-religious people had, you know, given us money to start this organization. Uh, it was going good, but they came to visit one week. And the girl who would greet at the front door of the church building, when I say raging lesbian, like the poster child for every stereotypical lesbian, whatever you could think of, she was there greeting everybody. She's my favorite. I don't know why. Lexus the, term like, the term raising le le raging lesbian just made me giggle. I don't know why. Well, I know. It's just, it's one of those, of course, it probably more shows my age than anything else in the world, right? Because I mean, yeah. there's, there's certain things we obviously cannot say in certain social contexts. Uh, you, can, you can say anything oh, you want. This is, bro, un this is uncensored. Believe me, I, I pay attention to, to you and your content. So I know I'm like, yeah. I'm going to enjoy this because I don't have to filter, yeah. right? I mean, that's yep. the point. This is uncensored. Exactly. But anyway, she was there. And I got called to a meeting a few days later with this group of people. And I walk in there, it's a bunch of old men, you know, yeah. pontificating their their religion and wisdom and all this stuff. And, you know, not to discount that. I mean, I'm a young, arrogant, egotistical guy doing my thing, right? Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, probably some of me could maybe have walked in there with maybe a little more humble <laughs> to listen to some of these guys. But their whole bent was, why would you put that person to represent this religion, I'm like, whoa, whoa, like we we talk all this crap about like love everybody and God is mm -hmm. love, yada, yada, yada. But you're telling me I got to like, you know, not include this person, like cut this person out because of who they are, you know. And anyway, so they go into the whole thing. Here's what I said. So this the, that whole pontificating and yet not actually being reality. I looked at all these guys in the room and I said, which one of you was jacking off last night to Internet porn? And hiding it from your wife, and you're in here worried about the girl who's sleeping with other girls, but she's honest about it. So right. if we want to flip the hypocrisy in this conversation, let's do it. Otherwise, y'all can all suck my big fat, you know what? And I left, and that was it. Never spoke to those guys again because I'm like, bro, I'm not. And that's been yeah. the piece for me, not being in that religious bucket any longer, is that like my faith component, like we were talking about before, like it's important to me, it's a big part of who I am, but the construct of a religion, I hate, mm -hmm. bro. It's just, yeah. yeah, fucking hate it. Like it's dirty. It's gross. It is, it's a well, time. I would think the concept of churches are actually almost uh, like, I always, I always get to this, like, because most, here's the thing. Most very religious people have never actually read the Bible. 
They've exactly. never they've they've never read the whole Bible. Something and right. there was a study there was a study done something like ten percent of Christians have read the Bible, right? Like that's crazy, right? Right. Because like if you think it's like the handbook to not go to eternal fucking torture, you might want to read that motherfucker, you know? Right. Uh, yes. But I also like I, you know I, I when I, I went through all the like the the basically the hazing and that stopped really quickly when I started answering the door with a shotgun. Right. You know I mean? like, they, they realized I was not going to yep. fuck around, right? Yep. Because they thought I was just some northern kid that was atheist, and they were just going to fuck with me. Right. I'm like, I'm, I grew up redneck yes. as fuck, so yes. let's, not, let's not do this. Right. But after I got over that, a couple years later, I started realizing, like, you know, there are there, there are people that really, like, because the argument I used to get to is, like, people would say that I was immoral because I didn't have religion in my life. Like, right. that's where, that's where morality comes from. Yeah. And my stance is like, okay, so I try to help people. Like, I don't lie to people. Like, I, I do all these things. If you think I'm immoral, like, if you think I, I, I'm immoral, that's fine. But if you need religion of, from a book that you likely have not read all of to be the anchor of your morality, please don't read that book. Right. Like, like please, yeah. please do not read it. Because well, I, don't want, you, I don't, want you quest- don't want you questioning that shit. And then losing your mortal coil and becoming right. a serial killer. Well, you know? most of the concepts that are are the anchors of religious culture aren't even in the book to begin with. Right. But, you know, and, and you know, one of the things that really woke me up, too, bro, is that, you know, two of my girls are adopted internationally. Right. But, you know, I'm, I'm indoctrinated in Western, you know, American ideological Christianity, evangelical, whatever you want to call it. And really the bucket that today, you know, the, the political world calls them the MAGA Republican crazy, you know, whatever, um, who, who, I mean, to, for all intent and purpose, there is a level of that, you know, they've elevated right. Trump to basically Jesus Christ on the cross. And oh my so, God. Yeah. And it's like, they're, they're, the they're just as, they're, they are just as crazy as the lefties. Like, you know, this is no, I'd vote for Trump over any Democrat. Just I say that all oh, the time. No and, not, and, and although, although, no question. although uh, RFK Jr., I mean, he's got he's hey, he's definitely he's definitely got my attention. We have but, some anti-establishments, but I mean, he's a Kennedy. How much how much longer till they put him in a box? Like, oh, they're, they're bro. That's, what, that's, an, that's we're, we're, we'll transition over to politics because <laughs> how fucked up is it that they this man knows that the CIA killed his his relative? Like he yes. knows that that we yes. we know that yes. we know that they killed Kennedy, and it didn't cause anything it didn't do anything right. like right like nobody nobody was like hey maybe we should like fucking take steps for this shit like that that should Im- that should have at least immediately disbanded you know, the cia you know like it's so interesting to me because you know for a lot of years and i gr- i mean i grew up definitely in the deep south republican so like yeah. the conspiracy theorist side of this thing is not like some weird thing i tripped into as an adult like i heard right. things growing up all the time like you know mm-hmm. this person's just a you know they're a puppet they're an actor they're you know this is their agenda of course you know i also grew up under the the deal that you know the gay agenda was out to fuck america over and i'm like whoa <laughs> trans cult might be but, but yeah. you know we'll, we'll uh, be talking about that next so you know and it's not even i figured that out before i was out and, and, and telling her you know before i came to grips with my own reality of, of being gay and being a gay man and having you know having a husband and all those sorts of things because you start to get in relationship with people you go both it's right. interesting but i'll tell you what really did it for me 23 years ago i started working because of church work i started going to haiti to do mission work and then got really involved on like 
their political side, got really involved in the fabric of, you know, leadership, development, business, all that sort of, I got away from the churchy stuff. I got like, right. how do we actually create jobs? How do we do something? Cause white people are not staying in Haiti forever. You know, this isn't sustainable. It's all good and great that we want to go and do things. But, but what was interesting is digging in and finding out that all these puppets and actors that are over here doing this crazy shit, they're, they're testing ground for most of their political bullshit is happening and has been happening for about 40, 50 years in Haiti. And the reason Haiti is such a fucked up reality is that democratic America, and I, I don't even put that on the democratic party, democratic America and the concepts that we have around shared resources, you know, the socialistic idea of equal for everybody and all this, people don't realize we put in a test case of social, like social justice and like equal income and mm -hmm. social security income and all that kind of disability payments, all that kind of stuff that most people live off of at the lower level in our nation. We tested it there. Here we are four generations later in Haiti and people don't go get a goddamn job because the day they're born and they get their what's called a NIF, which is a social security card like ours. When they get that, they automatically get a payment from the government, no matter what. They don't have to do a fucking thing. And so, so they don't work. So they don't. So we bred an, uh, a, a reality into a nation by our own aid that basically destroyed an economy, destroyed a capitalism. And, and we've continued to do it. I was just telling folks that on our show this Sunday, um, you know, we were talking about it. And I was like, guys, you got to understand, like we go into countries and do things like the Clintons went into hate. Well, the Clintons are the worst. I mean, even talking about oh my yeah, God. And, and literally they killed one of my very good friends, like chopped her I'm up sorry, and shady, left her in a ditch. OK. And like I, I it's not even conspiracy theory. Like I know it. She was there uh, investigating them for child trafficking. And I told her we met on the plane on the way down. We hadn't seen each other in like two years. We're on the plane. We sat next to each other, talked about it. She told me what she was going down to investigate. I was like, Michelle, you can't do this. Like, you got to stay the fuck away. Careful, yeah. It's bad. Two days later, they found her chopped up in a ditch. It's like no shock to me. Every Haitian under the sun will tell you how fucked up the Clintons are and what they've done to that country. But like when we took, you know, during during the coup and the Aristide phase and all this political unrest that was happening in Haiti and they've got all this crap happening. We started taking our U.S. aid down there and shipping tens of millions of pounds of rice every every day into Haiti to feed hungry people. And we killed the rice farmers. We killed an entire economic structure within the country. And it's never going to come back. And so, no. you know, we go in and we do all these things and we and what, what's really crazy is. It worked over there. They created multi-billion dollar industries in it. Like Chelsea Clinton makes a billion dollars a year off of cell phone services in Haiti from the poorest people in our hemisphere. And she's putting it in her pocket and trust fund down the road. Right. And what they did is they tested all this shit in another country. And now they're doing it here. Now they're putting this stuff into play and they're fucking our country from top to bottom because they proved they could do it yeah. without the risk of, of being tossed in jail or going to international court or all these different things. So whether it's Ukraine, whether it's fucking social security here, whether it's, you know, all, all the, this bullshit with mortgages, you know, you get a good credit score, you're going to pay a higher rate on your fucking PMI insurance and all this stuff. Whereas Joe blow down the street, who's, you know, credit scores 380 and owes everybody and had 17 cars repossessed, pays a lower rate on his mortgage. It's like, what the, what the mind blowing fuck is happening in our country. Right. And people are watching it going, oh, this is so great. We're, we're taking care of our people. I'm like, no, you're fucking the future. You're completely fucking the future. So real quick, this guy paid to look stupid. 
Um, he paid me $5 to read out, neither one of you sound like you read the Bible and have a very loose understanding of Christianity. I'm assuming you two came from New Age churches, motherfucker. That's, so, that's so funny. That's so funny because what's so funny to me is, you know, I hold a degree in, in, in uh, theology. You know, I know I, you I'm, I'm fluent Greek, Hebrew, Aramaic, where you want to go with this. We, we, you know, like you want to talk about the depth of it. And again, it's a matter of the core tenets are about this big, yeah. like the top 10, it's always the top 10 list, the 10 commandments, right? The top 10 lists, but I always call it just the top 10 list of people. I'm like, you got all these things in the Bible that tell you how to be moral. Right. But I'm like, literally that top 10 list. If you really don't fuck those 10 things up, your life's going to probably turn out pretty okay. Like, you know, don't cheat on your wife. Don't steal things. Don't murder. You know, these are like common sense things like our core laws in America, our core laws throughout most of the world are built on that 10 list. Like that top 10 list is not just a religious thing. It is a cultural reality of humanity across all, all time. I would, like, I would argue it's natural law, but exactly you know, because, because like if, if you take something from me, I'm going to take, I'm going to hurt you. Like, right. like, like, like people need to understand like it's consequences, actions, everything like that. Right. But I did want to say, uh, Ar Archeon, thank you for the $5. So you could look stupid. I appreciate you. motherfucker. <laughs> I love it. Uh, I mean, uh, Jesus Christ, how dumb can you be? But, um, so my thing, you know, the thing I wanted to switch to you next, like, yeah. So when did you, when did you come, you come out? To, uh, well, to so this is, a, it, it's, it's kind of a mixed bag because really I was in, I was basically a freshman in high school. Right. Okay. And, and, you know, I, I didn't, I wouldn't say that I adversely or, 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 um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Um, I, I didn't come out of the closet screaming. Let's just put it this way. Like there were signs, there were things that my parents finally sat down and asked. And I was raised in a place where it was like, hey, we can be honest. We can talk and and I just don't need to hide shit. Right. So I tell my parents, mm -hmm. but I got put through counsel. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, and I was that kid like, you know, I mean, like any teenage boy, you know, you've got porn stashed in the house and, you know, you're going through all your hormones and stuff. And of course, my porn was not naked chicks. So like it was just a whole different thing and of course i kind of just remember my dad like did anybody rape you like what happened and i'm like bro it's not like that right that's what i that's what that's where i wanted to get with right sure yeah so here's my thing i've not you know i mean i i personally feel that the lesbian gay even trans issue had was kind of settled obviously i i think it was yes, just it was very I, settled i thought it was very very settled yeah. like i'm a 52 year old man yeah i've I, I could open up my Spotify right now and play you 20 George Michael songs, 20 fucking Queen songs, 20 right. fucking Elton John songs. Like right. we had ex like we were very this was like the yeah, we 80s were way, were way past the point of it being weird. Yeah. The 80s fixed all this shit. The rock stars wore female makeup, motherfuckers. But I mean, what's like crazy is, is that it wasn't an issue until about the 50s. See, yeah. this is where we're missing a whole chunk of like, but this is, of course, this gets the politics and everything like the media we're in today where we're, we're forgetting, you know, just like the yeah. bullshit of January 6th. How about people talk about 1932 when they damn near burned D.C. to the ground because they weren't paying out the, the vouchers to the World War I veterans. And so all the World War I veterans went and sieged all of D.C. Mm -hmm. and Eisenhower and everybody drove them out, burned their camps to the ground and people died. Right. Over vouchers. And we talk about January 6th being the worst siege since the Civil War. Nothing came close to what happened in 1932 since the Civil War. Right. But see, we've revised history consistently over and over yeah. again, culturally. 
right? Yeah, America, I can say this in America. I can't necessarily say this about other cultures and, and countries, right? But in America in particular, but when the religious thing kind of rose back up in the 40s and 50s, and we kind of got back into this whole like, uh, you know, wives, because we got post World War II and women yeah. needed to go back home. Yeah. Right. We they, that's 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 and then we went, oh, shit, that this isn't like this is like, oh, my God, the family's a little different now. We got to fix this. Yeah. So the religious thing rose back up. All of the sudden, sexual ethics became a major player in conversation. Of course, we got to the love generation, the 60s and 70s. Then we had the AIDS crisis in the 80s. You got all these things that continue to rise up. And we finally got kind of the other side and went, you know what? We maybe have been focused on the wrong thing. Let's just be human beings and just let people yeah. know. Right. And, and let people do what they want to do and not, it doesn't need to be highlighted. Like I'm not defined because of who I have sex with. Like that's a ridiculous set of ideas. Absolutely. Like how, how cheap and how shallow and immature are any of us to identify by where, where we dangle our dangle, you know, whatever, however term you want to use it. But like, right. that's so stupid. Like it is, it is extremely dumb. And it's, it's, it's part of the problem that's like, I find we're, we're, we're about to like one of the points I wanted to make, I'm going to get to yeah. it. I, this was, this was settled. Like somebody just put, I wish we could go back to the LGBT community of the nineties and, and 2000s. Yes. So do I, yes. because this shit was settled. I've yes. had gay friends for fucking decades. My son's best friend is married to another man and has been since he was like 18 years old. Like right. this shit's settled. Like right. the problem is when you, like, and how it got settled is that, a bunch of us who like in our fifties told older people be like, stop just automatically assuming that because these two guys love each other, that they're pedophiles. It's ridiculous to think so. And yep. especially when I were I, like, this is one of the, one of the things about the Catholic church too. One of the reasons why I decided to read the Bible when I was 16 yeah. back in the old days, if somebody was caught like, you know, molesting a child, the neighborhood parents went and kicked the fucking shit out of him. Right. And sometimes, yeah. and sometimes, yeah. and this is no shit, they right. just disappeared. Yeah. You know, that, which oh, yeah. is how shit should happen, in my opinion. <laughs> I, I don't but, disagree. I think um, that's but just at a real level. I remember my, 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 uh, there was a local priest and my, my dad and a few of the other neighborhood fathers went to the, like the guy in charge of the church and said, yeah. you know, he can either be gone tomorrow in jail or, you can present him right now and then he'll be in you'll be guys will be saying a mass for him this this week right and they of course transferred him because right i mean he was he was fucking with little kids yeah and instead of actually like that, that's when i realized the church is kind of fucking icky the, the catholic yeah. church i'm sorry people the catholic church well, and the religious stuff, ethics you know? that that shade everything i remember so you know i got through conversion therapy obviously i did all the good christian things got married had a yeah. family um yeah. you know thankfully my ex and i you know, not without, not without tensions. And it's not like it's perfect, but we're still friends. We've, we've been good friends and we remain that way. And we're not going to change that. We do holidays together. We do birthdays together. Like her birthday is this weekend. Well, I'll make sure that, you know, she's got stuff for her birthday. Cause I care about her. She's my, my kid's mom, you know, like we, we got, mm -hmm. but it's interesting when she and I started to decouple and we went through like a two year process of kind of unraveling life and everything. And you slowly kind of bring your family back up to par. And I remember yeah. having this conversation with my parents, like, Hey, we're not working this out. Like we're going to get, divorced yeah. this, this is a no-go it's a no-starter you know this is like we're not there's not this isn't up for discussion you know i'm a and and it, you know again I, as a there's kind of those places in life where you step up to be the man or you know to be an adult in in that like because I, I respect my parents i work with my dad every day i talk yeah. to him forty-two thousand times a day 
right? Like right. we're very intertwined. Love my dad. He still scares the shit out of me because he can beat the shit Good. out of me. You know, he's still, I have that kind of respect for him, but it's also yep. that moment where you got to get a ball up and you got to go, Hey, well, I'm not here to ask permission. I'm not here to ask you your thoughts. I'm just giving you some information. I want you to process it. But I remember my mom looking at me and saying, I just don't want you to die of AIDS or break kids. And I'm like, what the fuck? Why like, would you think that either of those are fucking wrong? Me, I have kids. Like, what the fuck? But and here's yeah. the thing. It's not because that's real. It's because yeah. the context of culture, the context right. of religion, and the lack of relationship and connection with real people lead you yeah. to a place to believe stereotypical things. So this is what's so interesting, like, in the LGBTQ conversation right now with the transmania cult and the bullshit that's going on there is like, I got no problem if you want to reassign your gender as an adult. Do what the hell you want to do. You want to cut something off or add something or do it. Do what the hell you want to do. Do not care. It's none of my business. And if you're happy, that's all that matters, right? Leave the fucking kids out of it, right? Yeah. Like they're not old enough because I can tell you, I came out fully, like fully owned. It came out at 36 years old. Okay, so not that long ago, and it's I was still struggling with what that meant for me. And right. I'm, an, well, I'm a successful adult. Okay. I had made my millions. I had sold businesses for millions. I had, I literally at 36 years old, I checked off my bucket list. The last thing on my bucket list was to spend time with very particular billionaires. I got invited to go spend a week, all expense paid. I didn't pay for it. People pay for this. Shit. I did not pay for it. All expense paid to go spend a week with Richard Branson at his house in Berbier, Switzerland with about 10 other billionaires and just hang out. And it was like at the top of my entrepreneurial to-do list. Right. And right. they invited me. I had, I did not buy my way into awesome. it. I, didn't, like, I checked it off and I kind of got done. I was like, fuck, like I've literally done everything on my list. Now what? Yeah. And I, I got to that level and then I come out, all of a sudden I feel like I'm 12 years old again. And I'm like, holy right. shit, I gotta figure this out. Because I hit a complete reset. And so when I think about this idea of what's happening in our country right now, like let we're, we're as parents, we're gonna help our four-year-old take, you know, dress this way. And by the time they're 10, they're gonna be on hormones. And by the time they're 16, we're gonna cut boobs and dicks off and all this kind of like, what the fuck are you thinking? Yeah, I think it's done. I th I honestly think it was done real quick. I gotta talk to me, yeah. I think that was done on purpose. Uh, uh, Archeon again paid me five more dollars to look fucking stupid because by sheer numbers alone, you're more likely to be diddled by a public school teacher than a priest. But I don't see you bringing heat for, that heat for them. I no, 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 no. I agree. I listen. I agree with that. So my my. So why? But hang on. Let me let me talk. Yeah. I I bring heat for anybody that involves yes. children in any yes. fucking way. You saying that means you don't follow my shit. You're just trying to fucking pr present it on this state. Well, but I appreciate that he's not in here trying to throw the oh, religious leaders under the bus because everybody goes yeah. to that they go to yeah. white cis men say, i hate that fucking term but that's just the term yeah. white cis men or religious people right yeah. but here's the thing like when my son my oldest son was in seventh grade like his teacher disappeared all of a sudden okay yeah. and it was a woman Jeez. he disappeared all of a sudden nobody knew we thought maybe something happened she's sick or whatever what do you know one night we're sitting on the couch and up up it pops she ended up fucking around with one of the kids in the class seventh fucking grade Damn. Seventh grade. Damn. So yeah, okay. I see it. And I've walked and listen, I've walked with it. When, when I was a pastor, mm -hmm. I ran a program for pedophiles, which is crazy because I want to kill them. But I also have compassion. There's human beings on the other side of everything. Right. Nah, and so they could no, not. I, see, that's, that's, know, that's, that's, that's what's going to be an because I would ship for those motherfuckers in a hurry. Well, I, and and I, I mean, it's, here's the thing. I don't disagree with it. I just, 
I, I'm going to the wood chipper next if I do it, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I still got kids. I get you. I get you. But the thing that the thing that we did is we created a place because they couldn't come to our building. They couldn't be within so many feet. You know, you got all these these mm-hmm. these parameters, which sadly they're doing away with that shit. That's what's scary yeah, to me. They're removing all of that stuff and making it no big deal. But we we created those programs, and I remember having those conversations. Like the 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 ones who have potential to not be that person are the ones who will tell you actually I'm afraid I'll do it again. It's the ones who act like it's like no thing or don't talk, you know, like, but this is true about everything in life. Anyway, all that to be said, like, yes, I agree. I've dealt with so much of it hands-on in the deep, mm-hmm. dark trenches with people. They look at it and go, I don't, I don't care what your background is. I don't even care what your upbringing is. Everybody has a propensity to fuck something up and fuck it up at a deep level. And some people mm-hmm. are intrinsically fucked up. Yeah. Like they are, they're just something broken. And so well, that, some things that's the, pedof- can't. the pedophilia thing that's trying to be normalized in many, many ways. Here's, here's my thought process. So just like the BLM movement that was politicized by the far left in order to yeah. gain political clout. And yes. it's a political, it's a political leverage point. They're able to stop all conversation where you don't support black lives matter. You you're a racist. Like yeah. anytime you spoke against anything that they said, that's what they did. So yeah. once it, once people lost that, when, once even black people were like, fuck Black Lives Matter, you know, right. uh, once that even happened, that's when if people notice they started getting really hot and heavy about the LGBT community and uh, trans kids and all sorts of shit. Right. And they basically like when you start the, the, the for those that don't understand that those understand like, no, the LGBT community, because I actually look at LGBT. Um, <clears throat> They tried for decades to get the stigma of pedophilia off of them because it was how people, people automatically called them perverse for their sexual, uh, sexual ideation. Yeah. And they immediately said, well, you're perverse. Like I consider that perverse. So you must be a pedophile because people didn't give a shit that people were having anal sex because even straight people have anal sex. Right. They gave a shit that, you know, you, you were you know, they were seeing something that made them feel icky. Most of the time, right. probably because they were fucking deep down repressed themselves. Uh, I really, the <laughs> it always, it always amazes yeah. me. Like pe- people are like, oh, are you gay? You're having a gay person on like, so what if I was, it's not even an insult. I'm right. happily married for like 20 fucking years, but right. like, yeah, you can't like, I, I have this thing, like you cannot insult me with shit that I don't consider insults. I don't consider right. an insult to be considered yep. gay. I'm 100%. just not gay, you know, like, and that, therefore it's not like, I'm, I, that's why I, I, I have no, like, I've never had any issues with gay people because I know I'm not, but yep. I've done, that's whatever work works for them, you know? Yep. But I think they've done it on purpose. I think they've done it to literally like get people pitted against the LGBT community because then it's easy to call them a homophobe, a transphobe, a thisphobe, a thatphobe. It's easy to fucking argue back all these things when in yep. fact they're just saying, leave kids the fuck alone. Like in yes. Florida, we had the bill like where teachers, this fucking jackass talking about teachers. Yeah. In Florida, we had the bill where the teachers aren't allowed to talk to children about sex, yeah. without, especially without the yeah. parent knowing. Yeah. And people got so fucking pissed at that. Like, why are you upset at this? And why are you like, they're calling it, and they literally went to, it's an anti-gay, anti-trans bill. It's just, what about, what, what about not talking to children about sex makes it anti-gay right. and anti-trans? Right. Them, them doing that, is massively damaging right. to the LGBT yep. community. Massively right. damaging. Listen, you know? I so there's so many outliers to all these conversations, right? Like, I, you know, my personal belief is you better the fuck not talk to my kids. I don't care what age they are about sex and right. sexual ethics. That's my right. job. Yeah. Now, I realize there are parents out there who are never going to do their job. 
Okay. Yeah. And I realize there are kids who are missing good or any parental structure, or whatever. Right. Right. So teachers can play like other adults can play a good place. It's the rare exceptions. Right. Yeah. And, and I realize that there are kids who are damaged by the parents. Like my, my second oldest daughter, her family, like family members and her own mother and aunt hoard her out at three years old and let men rape her in exchange for drugs. He was molested, raped, beat the whole night, right? Her sexual ethic is so damaged at the deepest level from the people that should be the ones she can trust. However, because of that same damage, you think I want a teacher talking to her about it? Because she's also in a place of need. So fuck you if you get anywhere near my kid and touch that conversation with my kid. And I'm a gay man. And here's the thing. I don't care. I literally could care less if DeSantis had passed a law that said you literally can't say gay, which is not what he did. It's not anything about the bill. It's the biggest bunch of bullshit marketing media I've ever seen. But you know what? If he did, that's fine. You know why? My kids are my kids. They live in my world. I can Mm -hmm. show them what a healthy, thriving relationship looks like, whether it's a heterosexual, homosexual, transsexual, whatever that is. It is still they're my kids. They're have you ever, been to, have you ever, have you ever been, to, been to Florida? Oh, my God. I used to live in Bradenton, Sarasota, man. Okay. So yeah. I, and we, were, we were just up at Siesta Key and stayed in Sarasota yeah. for a yeah. I love that. But the, yeah. my, my wife is from, is from that area, right? We lived on Anna Maria Island, man. One of the best, uh, most beautiful places on but the planet. For those of you that don't know, like literally about an hour north of there is St. Pete, Florida. Yes. St. Pete, Florida is likely the gayest city in the United oh, States. Yes. I mean, 100%. It's, it's, it, it, like all the bars are gay. Yes. Like they have, they have, a, they have a, they have a rainbow police car and I'm yes. not shitting you. It's like, yes. it is like this celebration of gaydom. Yes. Where I, I live in, I live in Southwest Florida. I live in Cape Coral yeah. and yeah. there is a, there is a drag queen bingo bar connected to the country. Well, hello, Miami. Let's think about this. I mean, look, I mean, Miami's drag culture is one of the biggest in the world too. I mean, it's just, it, it is it's my it's mind-boggling to me that you have I mean shit half the employees at Disney are gay. Let's be real it about is. it. Like, I mean, like it is just it's mind-blowing to me. One of my best friends lives in Orlando, runs the entirety of the Orlando arts culture, right? Yeah. Works for the city and oversees all of their artistic events and everything. Queer yeah. is a $3 bill, you know? Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, it, and it's just like it's mind-blowing because it's it's literally just a matter of a, a, a directive of indoctrinating kids of shifting culture because, and I think, you know, uh, of course I'm a huge fan of Vi- uh, Vivek Ramaswamy who's running for president. I love Vivek. I think that what he's, what he's got to say, does he, I don't, does he have a chance? I don't know. We'll see. Um, you know, he's doing really good. Um, he's got to prove himself. I mean, you know, he's he's gonna, he has no chance. you don't know. He's got to prove himself. He has but zero I like chance. I like, but he says this often. He's, he repeats blaze Pascal. Take it whether it's a religious context or not. But when we have these God-sized holes in in our in our existence, in our soul, we're going to fill them with something, right? And so in different parts of history, and that's what he was talking about, like we, we kind of solved civil rights. We kind of solved gay rights. We kind of solved all these things. But we got this hole of like we need a purpose, and we're not tying ourselves to the purpose that's here. We're just trying to attach to something that looks or feels good. Because sometimes purpose, sometimes the thing that's most important about who we are, it doesn't feel good. Like I can tell you right now, the work that I do with the animals, like we had Joe Exotic on our show Sunday, right? Like talk about a controversial crazy, like I fight for animal rights all the time and and loving on these animals and protect them and, and pour my life into them. People think I am goddamn devil right now 
because I'm friends with Joe because he got villainized by the media. Right. And so, but like putting myself and my heart into that also puts me in a place where I have PETA and SPCA and humane society and all these big nonprofit organizations. They like, I have a target on my back and it doesn't feel good to live it, but it's fulfilling to live it. Right. And I think that's what we've, we have forgotten to teach. And I like, it just, it's mind boggling to me to watch our culture because we've lost the ability. Our education system's fallen so far that we've, we've lost the ability. We don't teach kids how to have deductive reasoning, how to mm-hmm. search for themselves. They take anything that's said to them as fact. They yep. don't question it, which is funny because, because the thing that's being trumpeted from all of mass media is question everything, right? Question, right. question, question, but only question the things we tell you to question and don't question us. And right. we've accepted that. And, and because we've, we've literally bred laziness, you know, it's the conversation you've been having lately about health and personal hygiene and all these different right. things. We've bred laziness in and people make excuses for laziness and they accept it and then they sensationalize it and then they create minorities out of it and they do all this crazy shit. I mean, it's like the trans thing, like the crazy trans that are out there, whether it's a Dylan Mulvaney, which actually what I'm about to say doesn't even impact Dylan Mulvaney and the the conversation around Dylan. It's the weirdos that are still growing beards and chest hair and are never going to cut their wiener off, but claim to be women and run around with makeup on and dresses and demand yep. that the world calls them women. That is just a symptom. Of, it is a mental illness. But more than that, it's just pure fucking lazy. It's I pure mean, fucking lazy. That's all it is. Yeah. It's pure fucking lazy. I, I, the, and I don't, I don't even think that Dylan and these guys that wear beards, they're not trans. They're predators. Predators, And I think they're just lazy motherfuckers yeah. who are riding a wave. That's all they yeah. are. But but the, the sad thing is is they are themselves damaging decades worth of you know uh work yeah. work and, and understanding that had come before them. Like it is literally to the point now where like you and the multiple other like I had Blair White on last week, like you yeah. and multiple other people from the LGBT community technically are like, I don't fucking fly that flag, fuck that shit. <laughs> Hell you know, no. Like, I mean, because no. it's just become this symbol of like and I hate, I hate, people don't understand that I, I can't believe I have to say this. I've been to pride events. Like people, people yeah. are like me, my wife and I are very open-minded, you yeah. know? And before 2020, I would have been considered a leftist by many, many, many people. Right. Me standing up and saying, hey, don't take my rights away, all of a sudden made me a Trumpster for some reason. I didn't, yeah. like, I didn't even vote for Trump in 2016. It was right. crazy. Yeah. But the... The, the thing is that people understand is they've damaged the LGBT community so severely that I think that there needs to be a very solid divorce between the LGBT and the rest of the QI what plus whatever there is. The hell it is. Every time I because, look, the flag's different. The, yeah. numbers and the letters are different. I'm like, what the hell? Have like, we the, like, this? Like, like the whole non-binary thing. I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't. I won't. Like, That's I bullshit. Won't. That, what, is like, not, what is that? Like you're literally like I, you know, I'm a nonconformist. Come join my group of nonconformists. But what the fuck is a nonconformist? I mean, if you're well, not like yeah. it, it's just this this binary shit is like, bro, you got a penis or a vagina, you got testes or an ovary. That you can't change that. And I'm sorry, but genetic biology is genetic biology. If you exactly. want to dress like like you know, Kelly Cadigan is amazing. I love Kelly. Like I think is is a new voice in this conversation, just like Blair. Yeah. Like, yeah. I love Kelly's way of looking at it. She's like, fuck you and your non-binary shit. She goes, I'm a dude who cut my dick off, got breasts, yeah. took hormones because I want to live as a woman and says there probably is some level of mental illness underneath this that led to this place. But I'm dealing with it and I'm not just acting like it's no big deal. 
Like that is, that's maturity. Like that was, and, and I have respect for that because even in my own journey, like I genuinely was raised to believe and had to work through the process of believing that being gay was intrinsically wrong, evil, whatever. Right. So I had to deal with it. And I literally had the belief that maybe there's something wrong, like mentally wrong with me to have this Mm -hmm. attraction to another man, like at a deep level. And I had to work. I spent years and years working through that thing. I didn't just go, fuck you, I'm gay. Like it's, I think, and that's the thing about the, the, you know, the, the legacy, and I don't consider myself a legacy in the LGBT community. I'm a beneficiary of that legacy. Yes. I am a beneficiary. One of my best friends who passed away a few years ago, that's him. You know, he came out in the 70s and lived through the hell of all of that and mentored me through that process of figuring it out for myself because he came out of the same religious background. And, mm-hmm. you know, walking through that and having, I'm a beneficiary of those people who suffered that road and yeah. get to stand there. And I'll be damned. If a bunch of whack jobs who want to wear makeup and prance around with their dicks hanging out of a skirt act like they are the minority, fuck you. Well, that's another thing, too. Pride events have just gotten to be so incredibly Gross. demeaning. They're demeaning and vulgar, too, to they're the gay horrible. community. They're I mean, like, again, it's all about sex. And it's like, <laughs> no, like, first of all, I'll just say this for people listening. And I think this is really important because this, this things like this don't get said often enough, you know. I'm a dude. I have a high sex drive. Dudes have higher, generally, not always. I don't, again, this is a stereotypical response. And I'm, I'm married to a very attractive human being, but I'm also in a marriage, in a relationship. It's not like we wake up every day and like, Hey, can we fuck about four times today? Like, it's just not the way it works. Like we have a regular human relationship that some things are, are natural. Some things require work. And sometimes whether it's the sexual part of it or whether it's just the life relationship part, it isn't any different. And I no. think that that's what's the what's really bothersome to me is that there's this picture of like homosexuals are these hypersexual, overpredatory, weird ass people. It's like, I've lived on both sides of this coin. Hmm. I did not have a completely non-existent sex life in a heterosexual marriage. I mean, dudes want to have sex. They want to have sex. Like, let's just be real about that. I have never, but I've also never been attracted to another woman. So there's a weird dynamic in here. I love the person I was married to because I loved her. Not yeah. because I'm like, holy shit, I got to bang that. You know, like it's just not <laughs> in my, wasn't my thing. But the point is, is that there was regular sexual intimacy. And so mm-hmm. I can tell you from both sides, this isn't just one piece of the conversation. Like I have literally lived immersed in both sides of this thing. And it isn't mm-hmm. actually different when you are a healthy, functional human being. Yeah. Nothing is different. It's just the person that I'm choosing to commit myself to. Well, my uh, my friend conservative, uh, Anthony. He, he yeah. By conser- oh, conservative I love conservative aunt, man. Anthony's they awesome. Live, they, live, they live right down the road. Happy married yeah. couple. Normal yeah. people. They go yeah. swimming in the back. I mean, it's like, that's what I don't understand. It's like, the it paints, it paints the gay community and LGBT community in such this flamboyant nature when most of the time, like, most people just want to live their life. Like that's right. They're not like most people are like, you know, George Michael gay or like like you know, like you would right. never know they were gay. Right. They're not Liberace gay. Right. You know, like, like and for those of you that don't know who Liberace is, he is the king, he is the he is the originator of flamboyantness gay. Who never got called gay, which is so funny to me. Which is crazy. For like family shows in the 60s. Yeah. And you see these clips and he's talking to like women, he's like, Oh, I bet your husband, you know, he's yeah. doing like <laughs> How the hell did this guy not actually get canceled in the weird conservative culture of the sixties and seventies? I don't know. Yeah, I, so I, I actually do not me, know. Man. It was, it was it, 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 like, 
people like I it's like people forget all of these things. Like yeah. Boy George, Boy right. George came out of the 80s. He's right. a cross-dresser, right. a very effeminate gay man yes. who cross-dresses. Yes. You know, you, you know, you know how society treated him? They made him a multi-fucking millionaire and, yes. and, and, and literally like praised him. Yes. That, that's where we were in the yes. fucking 80s and 90s, you know? Yes. And now people are like, if you don't let me talk to children about sex, you're transphobe. Fuck off, mother. Call me whatever the fuck you want. Right. Like I'm at that. I'm at. I'm at that stage. Like, I obviously like, and I find it. I find it weird that I have to even st say, state this about myself. I obviously don't care what color you are, what gender you are, what fucking sexuality you are. I just want people to be good to like be good to themselves and right. fucking mind your own goddamn business. Yep. Like, be healthy. So, like, I, I I'm literally at that stage. I want people. To be as healthy as they can so they don't impact me in a public health standpoint because that's a very serious yep. thing that our country needs to look out for especially right. now after 2020 but i also just leave everybody else the fuck alone if they're not hurting right. children and they're not fucking murdering other people how hard is it to leave people the fuck alone that's right you know like and people the re re retort i always get back is like well you tell fat people lose weight every day yes motherfuckers one because it's good for them and two and i have empathy and two yes. It will like public health is how like public health forms public health policy. If we yes. are sickly and sickly and weak and fat yes. as fuck, our public health policies are going to be to protect the fucking weak. And these yes. people are making themselves weak yes. by their own hand. And then we have to fucking suffer for it. Fuck no. Right. Fuck no. After 2020, right. there's after 2020, there should not be fat people left. Like everybody, well, everybody should have been like, get healthy, right. do this. You know, well, and I mean, but instead, but deal, instead like, we needed to talk about we needed to talk about gay people. It's well, fucking crazy. You it's, know? it's just it's so wild to me because, you know, I think about like I've I've made a lot of money over my lifetime. I've paid a lot of taxes. This year was my biggest tax year, which is a whole nother political conversation right. for the fucked up economy. We have, you know, the bank failures that are happening right now, left right. and right. Another one's going down today. I mean, yep. it is just nuts. Right. And, you know, you look at it, but this is the first year. Like, I, of course, we gripe about paying our taxes because I know that the stupid, weird expenditures. This is the first year that I'm almost and I'm not because I'm not going to jail over it. But like I owe ten thousand dollars at the at the end of last year. And I paid in like forty thousand dollars on a not I didn't make four hundred thousand dollars last year. You know, right. I made a moderate income last year. But, you know, I, I still owed ten thousand dollars. And there was a bit of me that wanted to go. You can come drag my fucking dead body out of yeah. my house to get that $10,000 because you're not fucking sending it to Ukraine. You're not yep. sending it to some fucking trans surgery. You're not sending yep. it to some BLM march. You're not sending it to any of this bullshit scam reality that our tax dollars have been going towards. And you're exactly right. The public health crisis, it kills me because yeah. I just went through dealing with a, a, a process of uh, treatment for cancer. And most of that came out of my pocket because health insurance is bullshit, you know, mm -hmm. and I pay for I, I'll be fucking damn if I'm paying for somebody else's laziness. It's just it's, not I'm not OK with it. I'm not I'm OK not with it either. Like I like at some point in time. And I mean, I just wanted to like I, we'll wrap it up because I try to keep them around an hour. So yeah. people people because a lot of times when people see it, it's like, oh, it's two hours long. They don't click on it. They're like, Fuck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, but I definitely would love to have you back on and you and, sure. you and a group of people. Yeah. We can have we can have like yeah. a whole like have a long conversation about it. But yeah. Here's how here's how I view this stuff, right? At some point in time, we're gonna have to rescind our consent, like as the American people. I agree. People don't people seem people do not know like they do not know their history, they do not know their constitution, they do not know how government works. That's right. The federal government governs 
the citizens by the consent of those that are governed. So that's right. By our consent, we allow them to govern us. It's because we're a constitutional republic, damn it. It's because we're a constitutional republic. And in a constitutional republic, individual liberty is the the goal. Not democracy and definitely not fucking equality. Because here's the thing. There's a lot of times where people are just better than you. And it's normally because they fucking try harder. Okay, look, you know, I made the joke yesterday online because, you know, after going through all the cancer stuff, I'm finally back in the gym, getting back into shape, mm-hmm. right? I'm right. a whopping six weeks in. I got a hell of a long way to go, right? Right. But it's so funny because uh, Brielle and, and Mark and some of those guys are commenting back and forth about people giving them comments. And I was like, guys, right. I got I got some tips for you. You know, I've been watching yeah. your workout routine. Yeah. But, you know, I, I get in a room with even with, with you, with Brielle, with Mark, any of those guys who are in better shape than I am when I stay in the room. But here's the thing. I also have to get in a room with somebody like Mark Lobliner and go, I'm Mm -hmm. not that good and I'm not going to be that good. And that's okay. Like, it's not about settling for mediocrity. It's just understanding there's a difference between me and him. But I don't even even necessarily mean physically. I mean, it just in general, like, well, yes, I agree. But that's my point is it doesn't matter what it is. I can tell you right now, I, I know this for fact, and it doesn't come from a point of, of, um, over hubris or weird ego, I'm mm-hmm. smarter than the average guy. Right. Like mm-hmm. literally smart. I developed an AI machine learning algorithm that I have a patent on that I'm just waiting to put back out there. That's a whole nother right. story for another day. I am not a computer scientist. I am not, but I learned enough. Like I have those skills within my head that some people just don't have. However, right. if you need me to go outside and build you a fucking shed to put your lawnmower in, you're fucked. Because, buddy, I can't. I couldn't measure lumber and put that shit together right. and make it square for anything under the sun because I right. don't have that skill set. I don't have it. So somebody's just better than me at that. Period. Right. So, so you. So that's why, like, a true in, like, and I, I always, I always, uh, I, I like to like leave stuff like a true intellectual knows what they're stupid at. Yes. You, you, know, you know, like. Like, yes. and then they hire somebody, like if they, if, if it is just outside of your wheelhouse, yeah. they hire somebody to do it. Like for right. instance, Mark and I, Mark and I started, no, Mark, myself, my wife and, and, and Ambrosia, we started No Morbidity and we have a couple yeah. other products coming, right? Like I have no idea what the fuck goes into supplement business. And I mean, none, like I couldn't tell you, the, like, I couldn't tell you the cost. I mean, I know the costs now, but uh, right. I couldn't really tell you the costs getting into it or anything like that. Yeah. We, we just approached Mark and said, Hey, the market really needs a non-stimulant, non-thermogenic based appetite suppressant, one that really works because yeah. fat, like very seriously morbidly obese people can't uh, like, like having a bunch of caffeine on them, not necessarily a good thing. Right. right? Yep. And even in thermogenics, even worse, like if you're a 400 pound person, right. you don't need anything boosting up your internal temperature at right. all. Right. Exactly. And I was like, and we have a lot of people that the reason why diets fail is because people get hungry on them. Right. You know? Yep. So, I like somebody's like, well, you didn't need to like, cause people like people, you know, Mark's like me. There's a lot of people online that just don't like him. Yeah. And people are like, well, you didn't have to work with that motherfucker because you could have learned this. I was like, do you, you guys realize like Mark is like the authority when it comes to supplementation ingredients to me, like yeah. Yeah. listening to him yeah. talk. And I have, I have given speeches on like weight loss and shit like that in front of yeah. thousands of people yeah. listening to him talk about supplement ingredients is not just impressive. It is like, holy shit. Like, right. I mean, it's like, yeah. it, it, it makes you like kind of fucking stand back. Right. Right. But we just have it like in society right now where people are like, well, you're not better than me because, because you're thin and I'm fat. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I am. 
Like, I mean, I'm like, I mean, I, yeah, yeah, I am actually. You know, I'm, I'm better. I'm better at breathing. I'm better yeah. at walking. I'm better at like being more cardiorespiratory efficient. Yeah. I'm, I'm better. I'm better at a lot of those things. It's because I yeah. try, right? And I think that that's where we've gotten in society. Is like we have a, a large population of people who just want to be told they're awesome and be given shit, right? right. Like, and they, they want to make sure. Like, I, I find it amazing because all these people like want free shit, but the very second that all of a sudden eventually the the faucet would run out and they can't have fast food whenever they want to they'll scream oppression you know right and i just think that it's an interesting concept where we need more people like you myself mark other people from what would be considered diverse backgrounds uh when it comes politically religious like uh uh you know even uh socially those sorts of things like I I'm seeing and it's making and it's giving me hope for the future because I was getting pretty hopeless in 2021 and 2022. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> but it's, but it's giving me a lot of hope because yeah. the message is clear. Like I, I have I have yet to have anybody on from a diverse background that have we have not had a great time. Like I Blair on yeah. we had a great time. You other people like I just think that these conversations need to start being had. You know, like yesterday I had a black a, a black white and bald conversation. We talked about yeah. racism and all sorts of shit. You know, yeah. like. Because we need to start having these real conversations with people. And it's one of the reasons why I had to put this over onto Spotify and keep like, it's on YouTube now. I'll pull it right down off of YouTube and put it on Spotify because right. YouTube does not want these conversations, people. That's right. Yeah. Like they, they don't want people having realistic conversations about like how the gay community, like the LGBT community has been hijacked by a bunch of fucking crazy people. And yep. to, a, to a great degree, I even think the Democratic National, the Democratic Party is trying to paint the LGBT community as people that want to have sexual conversations with your children. Right. Just to cause people to hate the LGBT community. Yeah. So then, then when people actually hate the LGBT community, it can come in like, well, you guys are just homophobes and this and that. Blah, blah, blah. Right. Yep. I, I think people need to rise, need to rise above the messaging. And what we talked about earlier, instead of being in the message stream, take a step back and look at the messages and the actual stream. That's right. Because that, I think, will help a lot of people. And that is honestly what we fucking did 30 years ago when it came to yep. all this bullshit already. Well, um, it's so just an interesting thing. And I say this to everybody that watches us. You know, we I have about 250,000 viewers on the weekends. And, of course, they're there to see monkeys. You know, they come, they come in for, for the animals. But, you know, I always leave, I always leave this thought with everybody. And I think mm -hmm. you, you this is exactly what you're saying is you're perfect the way you are. You don't have to achieve. You don't have to accomplish. You don't have to acquire. You don't need you know, all those things. And everything you need is already here, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So you've got to just embrace what's different. It isn't about yeah. being the same, right? Mm -hmm. And so when we embrace that difference in each other, this world is a beautiful mosaic that's mm -hmm. been created. And it, is, it has power when the mosaic, all the tiles fall into place. But the tiles yeah. can't fall into place until we go, we're diverse. We're different. Yeah. Not everybody. Not everybody's the same. Not everybody right. gets the same right. You know, if everybody got the same right, we wouldn't have fucking stories about people overcoming adversity. We wouldn't right. have the people who rise out of poverty. We wouldn't have the people like if there is no poverty, then who's going to be the champion? If there is no underdog, who's the champion? If there's no loser, there's no winner. Like we lose the dynamic of the human experience when we try to equalize the entire thing. Equity is a illusion. It's like the idea yes. of being a leader or an entrepreneur or a business owner. There's no fucking thing as balance. There is no such no. thing as balance in life. In no. different seasons of our life, it may be family. It may be work. It may be personal. 
but there's an imbalance to everything that we do at different exactly. times. Our job is to be responsible with the dynamics and the reality of our life. And the same is true about our diversity across this planet. We should not discriminate based on that diversity, but we should recognize we are not equal. We're just not like, I'm not equal. I've got an uncle who's a billionaire. He's amazing. Yeah. I'll never, that's not me. I'm not going to be a billionaire. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Doesn't mean it's not possible. Of course. But, there's, but there's also things that he, he probably looks at your life and thinks, I wish I had that. Absolutely. And we talk about it all the time because there's freedoms yeah. that I have. He'll never have anymore ever again. I we say this all the time. People, people like when when our supplements started hitting, they're like, "Oh, you're going to be worth a hundred million, blah blah blah." Like, like joking around, like, "I would, I don't even want to. I don't want it." No. And they're like, and they're like "What do you mean?" I'm like, a hundred million dollars? That means you need security. Like, I mean, well, like, I mean, you, listen, not I, not just you, security. Like, you need to yes. hire security. Well, it's, it's problems. And again, this is true. Like if you think about this and it breaks down, it could be it could be in the tiniest denominator, the biggest denominator, like the billionaire conversation. My husband uh, ran one of the estates for one of the big billionaires in, in Los Angeles. He makes two hundred sixty one million dollars a year in interest on the bank. Two hundred sixty one million dollars in interest. Now you got to think about this. He has to spend it or he's going to pay one hundred thirty million dollars a year in taxes. Right. So he got to okay? spend that. shit. That's a problem, though. Like for yeah. most of us, are like, oh, that'd be great. That'd be great. But when you've already got all that, what are you going to do? Yeah. You have a yeah. problem. And you have to do it under certain auspices. Like, so with, like I used to tell people when our church was growing, you know, we go from, we started with 78 people. We ended up with over 10,000 people, you know, and every time a zero would come along in the organization and zeros would come along in the budget, it also yeah. meant a whole new set of headaches and problems that we had to manage. And so mm -hmm. as you grow, as you go, as things change. And the question is, I had to step away just like my, my tech company blew up and exploded. And I had to step back and go, I am not a finance guy because this was a fintech company. I'm not a finance guy. I'm not a tech guy. And I'm also mm -hmm. not that high level CEO. I'm right. not. And, and, and I could try. I would try. I give my best effort to it. Or I can realize this is better in somebody else's hands. And I can mm -hmm. step back and appreciate the fruit of what I've done. Walk exactly. away from it and not screw it up, you know. Right, like, right, right. You right. know, and those are the things in life we have to recognize. And they're absolutely, beautiful. absolutely. So, Michael, we're going to wrap this up. Tell everybody where they can find you. Uh, like, tell them about your podcast or like that. Where they, where can they yeah. find you? Yeah, absolutely. You know, right here. But of course, my name's on the screen, Michael Robinson, and my at is at Michael Robinson on Twitter. Really, from there, you can pretty much find everything you want yeah, to find absolutely. on me. Uh, we're on TikTok. Uh, we're going to be launching YouTube, but we're not there yet. Uh, that's a whole other story for another day on censorship because TikTok is the worst about censorship. Oh, God, uh, God, God. But that's where we do have a weekly show. It's all monkeys. It's all animals. It's a lot of fun. Um, that's awesome. But uh, pretty much everything's right here on, on, on Twitter with, with this name that you see in front of you right there and a uh, great place to connect. And, and, you know, man, I'm, I'm super grateful. I'm glad we got to have the conversation. Man, thank you so much. Or, I can't wait to have you back again. Probably. Well, I think you just need to get up here since Mark's here. And we'll get some other people in Nashville because it's a great place and just hang out for a couple of days. Maybe we'll just create a whole bunch of content. Yeah. I, think, and, I think, and you know, I maybe think, we'll go train Mark on how to lift some weights after his pro yeah. show. <laughs> uh, I think I'm Mark. Mark's. I think I don't know if he's still doing the second pro show. He was going to do two. Yeah, I don't know. He mentioned it, but I he hadn't told me yet if he's going to do the second. But, he's got New York um, in like two and a half weeks. Well, he's also got some, he's, he also got some other shit going on because he's training. He's training uh, yep. Seamus now too, which is yep. crazy. But um. Probably probably sometime in June. Yeah, we'll we'll on, probably man. be up there. But if, if not even before then, we'll definitely have you back here, man. It was yeah. great talking to you. And for those of you in the chat, thank you very much. I appreciate it. 
I'll be back in about 15 minutes to talk about uh, Lizzo dancing to, for my second live of the day. <laughs> Michael, thank you very much, sir. We'll talk soon, okay? No, bro. All right, buddy. All right.